Good morning, beautiful people. Or hello. Sorry, it's good morning for me. Even though I overslept a little bit. It's all good. It's Monday. I had a fabulous meeting with my team last night that lasted, I think, three hours. And I woke up this morning. I gotta I gotta share this with you. I know you're not here to listen to my journey with Filipino virtual assistants, but <laughs> there's a there's another big, there's a huge player in the market. I'm not a big player yet. And he believes that in teaching the entrepreneurs kind of how to learn how to hire a VA electronically, and he tells them different things about the culture and, and all that good stuff. He just has a different way of doing things, but he sends out newsletters and talks about it. So my team and I, when we meet, when it's when it's the big group, whether it's a quarterly meeting or now these biweekly meetings we're doing, we start off every game with an or every meeting with a game. It's an icebreaker game, and there's like random cards, and we get to all know each other a little better. And we're always laughing because the answers are so funny, or sometimes they're personal. Like one of my girls asked, "Bobby, that's personal," but she's so cute, and she answered anyway. But we it. It just forms some nice camaraderie. And I always have my meetings on Zoom. So I wake up this morning and there's a message from the other guy. And he talks about why you should not Skype or Zoom with your virtual assistants. And one of the biggest reasons he wrote in the letter was that they there's a stereotype that they all either have chickens or dogs. And that it's basically too noisy to Skype with them. So I'm I'm really amused by that. I just finished reading it. And I will tell you that I think most of my team does have dogs. They also have children. Children make noise. You know, it's just part of the way it is. My partner has dogs and she calls them paw monsters, which I just think is so endearing. But it's part of what's special and part of where we're all connected is our love for animals. Like we have core values. And I just find it interesting that someone had, you know, like it's just different perspectives. We're all going to have different perspectives in life. But I just got such a kick out of it. And I didn't know until reading his email that cockfighting was legal in the Philippines. So that's why they have chickens and roosters and stuff. So that was that was kind of interesting too. I'll have to ask my team about it. But okay, so I'm entertained this morning by this. Today's January 18th reading from the calendar that mom got, I really like this, is a quote from Roald Dahl. And I really want you to visualize this as I read it because I just I just feel like it's a visual reading. If you have good thoughts, they will shine out of your face like sunbeams and you will always look lovely. Oh my gosh, how true is that? Can you picture people that, like the people who have the resting bitch face? I've been accused of it when I'm trying to get my picture taken. (laughs) It's not that I'm trying to be bitchy, it's that I I'm not actually crazy about my smile, if I'm being honest. And I noticed that now when I smile, my eyes get these little lines by them. It looks like I'm squinting. It's just not good. But I'm working on it. Um, I'm okay loving me for me. <laughs> okay, so that's those two readings. You ready for or my two big thoughts, the first calendar, and then now we'll go on to our other reading. 
So Paul D says, recovery for me has been almost a rebirth. I'm born again as a curious, trusting, honest child I was so long ago. The child I thought I'd lost forever. For many of us, that child was just waiting for a chance to find us again. It was only waiting until we maintain honesty, integrity, and decency. We had to relearn how to live so we wouldn't hurt that child. We had to learn to choose people more carefully so the child's trust wouldn't be betrayed. We had to embark on a new life to protect that child. Little by little, we did change our lives. Little by little, that child was reborn. As the child learned to trust us, it became more part of our daily lives. We learned to look at the child for the source of our, for the source of our pain and with the help of, uh, let me try that again. We trust, we learned to look at that child for the source of our pain and with the help of our inner child, we're now beginning to heal. For the record, that wasn't my fault. There wasn't a comma and there's capitals in weird spots. In learning to love our child within, we are learning to accept ourselves as lovable, forgivable human beings who are ready to step out into the world and take our place in a loving community of others who are also healing. Today, help me remember the child within me and to protect that part of myself in every action that I take. If you've been with me a while, you know that there has been a theme amongst a lot of the professionals that have been on the show where they talk about a lot of our, to put it, I guess, in recovery terms, like our stinking thinking stems from our childhood. We have limiting beliefs. We have perceptions of different things. We just didn't know what we didn't know. And a lot of times there's trauma. But trauma, when like Odile talked about it way early on in the beginning of the show, trauma meant in one of her examples, that an ice cream cone fell on the floor, if I'm remembering right. That could be traumatic to a child. So there's that piece of the inner child that we have to acknowledge. And I love that there's so many resources to go back, try to revisit those memories and and reconstruct them, essentially. Like you have the power to tell yourself a different story just like you had the power to tell yourself the story that hurt you or impacted you in the first place. Now, again, let me put the disclaimer. I am not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not any of those things. But I do have the opportunity to talk to a lot of people across a lot of different specialties that are have, have studied this stuff. And I'm really coming to believe that we have to go backwards to move forwards. And I'm really shifting my my personal take on uh, on the I know I mentioned this and I I hate to like debate Gamblers Anonymous because I am I am a believer in the program and that it works and it's definitely one of the resources in recovery but there's a question is knowing why we gambled important and in the literature it says no actually I should read that to you you know what I'm gonna press pause Okay, well, my apartment is too much of a mess for me to find my book at my fingertips. So anyway, the moral of the story is it says that something to the effect of it doesn't really matter knowing why. And I've come to believe because of these experts that maybe it is good to know why so that we can heal it and move forward. That's 
kind of where I'm landing. And it, it's it's okay. I mean, especially in early recovery, I don't think that that's a bone you need to chew on right away. I think it's more important to just get through the urges and figure out how to survive without a bet in your life. So don't get me wrong. Um, this is just... This is just, again, my perception. It's, it is what it is. The other part about viewing things as a child that I think is really important in our recovery is children believe and look at things through the lens of wonder. My old boss used to say, look at things with kindergarten eyes. And I, that's always stuck with me. And what he was trying to teach us was instead of looking at it as an adult, maybe analytical or through history in our experience, like trying something and in the past it hadn't worked, so we discount it and it doesn't work. He wanted us to look at things with a fresh view and with that innocence and without any stigma around around whatever it, whatever the topic was. And as I progress and as I work towards my dream of no kidding, you know, three, two, one, the, the playgrounds, this is exactly what I want to bring into everybody's life. Because to me, the most important part of thinking of ourselves as children is having the ability, and this is, again, my perspective and what I think will help or what's helped me is the ability to play like a child, to laugh like a child, have you ever watched, you know, a, a little one just do those giggles, that that unstoppable, unstoppable little giggle where it just makes you laugh just because they're giggling and the giggling is so cute? I want us to find that space. They don't they don't think about their giggling or laughing, that belly ha ha ha. And that's definitely not what it sounds like <laughs> what I'm trying to explain. They just do it. They just exist. They play. They, you know, run outside and catch butterflies is kind of what I'm picturing in my head right now. So that, finding that piece of us helps us smile. How can you not smile when you're laughing or playing? How can you be thinking about numbing something or that's not really a conscious level thing I I don't imagine for most gamblers but if you're roller skating or climbing a tree or playing tag you know those things if you're engaged and you're fully present in those activities you're having fun and I'm not saying we don't address the problems I'm just saying that we we incorporate that into our life and and like our calendar says if you have good thoughts the sunbeams will make you look lovely. They'll also make you feel lovely. Those good thoughts will make you feel energized and happy. And that's what we want to fill our bucket with is that kind of stuff. So yeah, we still have to do the work. I think it's, I think if I had to tell someone starting off, you know, that there's different phases of recovery, but I won't even get technical that way. I, I just want you to know that thinking about thinking and acting like a child and I'm not talking about the responsibility guys this is not a a take what Bobby's saying and be like oh I don't have to pay my bills I don't have to make my amends I don't have to do the thing that's not what I'm saying I'm saying this feeling this this 
it's almost like our our inner personality. The more I've chatted with you, the more digging I've done, the more different things, the more memories that start showing up for me and then I can look at them and be like, oh, why did I perceive this this way? And what's really happening is I'm finding a lot more joy and good stuff and looking at anything that was bad stuff. So like yesterday, I'm driving to the store and my biological father was a musical man. Like he could play any freaking piece of equipment like harmonica, piano, guitar. He sang. He did all these things. I don't have any musical talent and I've never been really engaged in music. Like I've talked about men in my life that they listen to music. They would send me songs. One of them used to make CDs. Music, people are very connected to music and I was never connected to music. And I had this this moment yesterday, I was like, well, what if the reason I was so disconnected from music was because it had something to do with the emotions I felt around my biological father? I know this is deep psychotherapy on the way to the to go get a cup of coffee. But well, why would I rob myself? Because it's like it's a it's a what if. So let me say maybe maybe that's why I'm not as connected to music because I it has some under like underlying association what if I'm wrong too I don't know but this is this is comfort thinking for me and I, I kind of liked having this potential aha moment what if I disconnected myself from music because I associated it in a negative way well what if I open my mind and start over as a as childlike thinking and go oh Music's wonderful. I have all kinds of Latin rhythms and exposure to stuff in Zumba that I never had before. I have exposure to Blue October, who I love and can connect to the music on. There's how I feel in the morning when I'm dancing around. I've even opened my mind to Christian music in the last year. All of these things I couldn't do without my recovery and without having that open mind of a child. So that's the direction I'd like to think about children this morning or being a children, being a children, being a child. And children don't hold grudges either, right? And we, and they, I like this sentence, in learning to love our child within, we're learning to accept ourselves as lovable, forgivable human beings who are ready to step out into the world and take our place in a loving community to others that are also healing. Do children automatically say I'm sorry when they do something wrong? No, we have to coach them and teach them the right and wrong, right? How many times is the do the movies have a parent walking a kid over to the neighbors to apologize for, I don't know, hitting the ball in their yard or breaking a window or whatever? That's what I keep, that's what's showing up for me right now. So it's not the children's, instinct to necessarily apologize because they don't even know they need to be forgiven. They don't think about that apology as well. Not only did I have to say the apology, the other person might need to forgive me. They don't think about all of that. It's just not that difficult. They do what they're told. They 
are carefree. They're carefree until they do what they're told is essentially part of the game. And again, you're talking to a not parent here, so my examples are limited. But that's that's kind of how I feel about this. Be a child. I will leave you with, I want you to do some homework today. I want you to do something that is playful or fun or do an activity that's something childlike. Maybe it's, I don't want to, like, tell you to do playing on the computer or internet anymore, but just go in there and Google child giggles and see what comes up. Look for a funny meme or whatever. Even if you can't get yourself to play or to do something with the innocence of a child, laugh. Treat yourself to a laugh and, and look at that child giggling and see what what are they potentially thinking about. What does that look like? And, and try to get engrossed in that feeling or at least see what that feeling, see what feelings come up for you and be present in that and see what happens when you actually Google child giggling. All right, beautiful people. That is your homework for today. I am going to get ready for my meeting and hopefully kick butt. I've been having a good couple weeks of kicking butt, so I want to try to maintain that trajectory. I love you all. I hope that you have a great start to the week, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. 